Howdy, family. Today's episode is sponsored by Ready, Set, Execute, the six-step goal-setting course that's set on you taking action and executing. Visit ReadySetExecute.com and enjoy today's episode. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of Next Gen Fridays. And you're with your host with the most, greatest, the best thing that ever existed since sliced bread, often imitated but can't be duplicated, the one and only myself, Chris Latham. And I'm right here with my boy, Wes. Wes, introduce yourself to the guests. That rhymes. Bro, what, am I, what, what am I supposed to say after that? How am I supposed to top that? You are setting me up for failure for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Wes and I'm the best. Hi, guys. I'm Wes. Uh, um, I'm not anything close to what Chris is, obviously. But, you know, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> Happiness loves company. So I guess that's pretty much it right there, you know? <laughs> Damn, you did this last time, too, bro. I, I knew I should have wrote something down. <laughs> Always getting us with these intros, man. The Renaissance, man. He's the best, and he lives in the West. And, you know, your other haters can't contest. Hey, there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, you know what? We're going to dive right in. So, Wes, let the fans know, let people know, what are the type of projects that you're – what project are you currently working on that's taking all of your time and is you're pouring your heart and passion into? So right now I've kind of taken a step back from all the other artistic things that I've been doing lately. And I have been working a lot on fashion design. Um, Just real quick, what were the other artistic things you're working on? So people get a little background story of who Wes is. I realized I didn't give a chance to give you a little intro of your story. So please do share. No worries. So I moved out to Vancouver to be a photographer. Well, not to be a photographer. I was a photographer. I moved out here to pursue photography. And that's kind of the direction life was taking me for a while. Um, I also did some um, video work, um, you know, just working with creatives in general. It's, it was, and it, and I'm still doing all those things, but it's kind of taken a backseat in terms of my main thing. And now I'm kind of just exploring some other artistic fields. Um, I'm really into fashion. Uh, that's kind of where I'm spending most of my time during the day is in the fashion industry. I work at Nordstrom styling people. So, I kind of started studying fashion design because I met a really dope fashion designer and I had really been into clothes, you know, and I was like, oh, this is really dope. You know, I was moving into styling, things like that. I guess I should tell you why I was into clothes, because when I came out here, I started dressing better. Right. I started noticing other people dressing better. I started dressing better. And then I it just kind of doors started opening. You know, I didn't do anything. I had always been me. My knowledge, intelligence was the same. But I started dressing better. People started taking me more seriously. And I just realized it's the first thing people see, you know, they, they make their assumption right away on that. And also you feel really damn good when you dress well all the time and you present yourself like that. It's a psychological thing for yourself more so. One thing I want to say on that is like, some of the guy coming from the gym wearing sweatpants and comfortable clothing. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy the comfortable clothing because the pockets are deep, it fits good. But when you get a suit that's like, I never got a tail. When you got a suit that fits to you, dude, that feels nice. The way it just drapes down the legs, the pockets are nice and deep. Everything just fits the way it should, not drag on the floor. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. Yeah, man. It's it's a whole nother. And don't get me wrong. I was the dude. I wore <laughs> sweatsuits, socks, and sandals every day to school. In high school, university, you couldn't catch me putting nothing on. My mom always told me I had bad style. You know, it was <laughs> when I got out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Track, track suits was good for me. You know, I was, <laughs> I tried to go out. 
I would go out to eat in sweatsuits, dude. Now you came out here, you came out to the West and you leveled up. I just didn't, I just really didn't care, to be honest, before. As an athlete, I was showing up to class and then going to practice and I was balling out in my uniform. <laughs> That's all that mattered, you know? So, um, but yeah, so basically, yeah, started dressing better. People started taking me more seriously. Job opportunities were opening up and it was just like another a door and, and the confidence just from that just rose. And then one thing led to the next and here I am now. This is seven, eight months later since I moved here. And it's just artistic, you know, it, people may think it's fashion. For some people, it's fashion. For me, I draw the parallels between a, a photo. I take a photo and I see the same color theory, you know, as putting together an outfit. It, you know, it's just, there's so many parallels within, uh, within these fields. You can only really see them if you break them down into their base, to their bases, you know? So that's, and that's kind of something I did with photography, breaking it down. And now I'm doing it with fashion, breaking it down completely. And there's so many parallels. So I'm curious because when you started into fashion was seeing the parallels and the links between photography and fashion, like you just mentioned, was it a thing you realized at the beginning or over time it started to make sense? Um, so this is something I always kind of did, to be honest, even when I was in the gym, I'm always, there was certain things to music that I was breaking down. It was people who are analyzing things all the time. And I'm an analyzer overthinker. It works for me. It also works against me sometimes, but there are so many parallels and it's just, I think once you create certain understandings of certain things, you try to understand it by drawing comparisons to things, you know, from the past. Right. <clears throat> and, and those just, it just kind of, you realize that, like, Oh, this is very similar, you know? Um, and it's, it, so to give you a short answer, it took me a little bit because, you know, when I got into fashion right away, I didn't know everything right off the bat. But when I started watching diving deeper, putting in the hours, putting in, I was like, Oh, this compares to that, this compares to that, you know, just little things like that. So, so now when it comes to your project with fashion, how would you best describe the project itself that you're working on? I would say this project isn't like most projects that I've been working on in the past. And that's why I'm really enjoying this one, actually. Most projects in the past were, you know, something that I was like, oh, I can't wait to put this on social media. I was doing it and then super excited to show everybody, you know, this one is totally different. Um, and it's kind of given me a lot of peace of mind, to be honest, because I'm working more on just developing myself. So to explain this project, um, there's so I'm working with a fashion designer on the side for his clothing brand, helping him out with the social media stuff <clears throat> behind the scenes work. My name is not over, you know, on the brand at all. It's more like me just really um, trying to learn through him as a mentor. He's a, my mentor, basically. So you're holding so your what I'm honing my skills exactly but normally you know when I started my photography page it was like oh yeah I'm gonna do this watch this I would I did it post them the same day post them everybody look at me look what I'm doing now this is so different because I've taken a step back and yeah just honing my skills and it's it's hilarious because I'm even working from like 9 p.m every night till 3 a.m you know <clears throat> nobody's seeing me. I'm not telling anybody, look what I'm doing, but this is the most work I've ever got done. Just making myself more valuable. I don't know where that all came into play, but I just realized like, if you want to do better things, you need to make yourself more valuable. You want to, you want to have a better paying job. You need to be more, you know, if you want to 
So it's just, and I'm also starting at square one again. Even though I have the intelligence from other arts, I have the intelligence from other arts and even though they cross over or compare, I am starting over completely at square one again. And I have to put this work in if I wanna make this dream a reality within you know five years to, to do something with it, you know, like, so it's it's been very peaceful yet exciting Dude, which is I really cool i fully resonate with that like i understand the whole starting back from square one i went from coaching fitness to digital marketing whole new transition there but what i definitely love was the fact that you mentioned that you need to just hone your skills like pull back from look at me look at me look at me to just going back taking time for yourself to level up on your skills because you are starting something new that you're not the best at and it's the sort of thing where most people would generally will try to come into something new with a sense of confidence and arrogance that they had from their past skill or their past hobby or task or what they were good at but it takes a certain person like you mentioned to be able to humble themselves and realize look i'm not the best at this but let me just kind of learn from the best by making yourself valuable and that was the key phrase that stuck out was making yourself valuable and it's the sort of thing that most will not most i'll say some people don't quite understand in that if you're especially the fact you have a mentor you're helping them out you got to find a way to add value to that person's life and one of the things i heard from a previous call was how could i his thing was how can i make this person's life easier so that they're going to want me around them so that i could learn from them because the person who you're learning from they know how the exchange works like they're not they're not new to the game they weren't born yesterday they know how it works like all right if you're gonna get some free value free, free information and knowledge from me you got to give me something in return that's worth my time to give you that and the fact you're willing to do that is huge. That's it, man. And like this guy's very well developed in, in the fashion industry. You know, he's through really successful shows in Vancouver Fashion Week. He's had a really successful one in London Fashion Week. Um, so, yeah, when I first met him, you know, hanging out, <clears throat> what he was getting from me actually was uh, I started talking to him about TikTok and I was explaining social media, explaining, you know, how you need to do this and if you want to have a successful TikTok page, I, was, I just laid it all out for him, you know? And he's like, yeah, man, you really know your stuff. And I was like, yeah, bro. Like I just put in the hours. That's it. I just put in the hours. I just learned it, you know, and that was it. And then he said, oh, I'd love to talk to you. And then that was the next time I, I met up with him. And I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out how I can make this guy my mentor, you know, because I love learning. You know that about me. I said, how am I going to do this? And I told him, I was like, dude, if I have to just bring you coffee, you know, if I have to do whatever, if, if I can just sit by and learn and you know you want me to turn the light up you want, i don't know like what can i do to yeah make your life easier and i want to touch on that for a second so first how old are you now wes 22 i'm a millennial and there was a point in time when people would complain that we don't want to put the work in um we expect to get a certain salary and a certain pay at the very very start and what i'm hearing is is and i'm seeing a constant theme with people of the next generation is they understand that you got to put work in to get somewhere like nothing's going to come easy and you're not the you're the second person I've been talking to this week who mentioned the thing of if I have a mentor, I gotta find a way to give value to that person, but be willing to do the boring and shitty tasks. Like you gotta pay your dues. It's 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 how the game works. Like no one's gonna vet for you if they don't know what your work ethic is. And the whole point of you paying your dues and doing those menial, boring, repetitive tasks is showing the type of work ethic you have. Like, are you gonna be happy? Are you gonna be joyful and appreciative? Or are you gonna complain and moan and be upset about the fact you're doing these little things and not doing this bigger task that you want to get done but the biggest thing you're getting out of this is exposure and it's like exposure to what they're doing exposure to their habits exactly. exposure to their circle to their network that's the most valuable thing because then with exposure comes easy networking they see your face off i'm like oh i know this kid yeah come in 
exactly. And even better than that, dude, like he's giving me his time, you know, for free. And, and I've done this so many times, before, by the way, in my life, you know, even at the gym I was at before, he was a very successful trainer, you know, but I was like, okay, so what did I do? I'd mop the floors. I swept the floors every night after the gym. He was training me. He was helping me, giving me his time. That's what I had to do, you know? So to start over again, yeah, it's like, oh, well, but if you want to do something successful, you better find somebody who's successful and learn from them and you, yeah, add value. And the best thing about it is it holds me accountable because if I come back the next time and I didn't learn anything or I didn't get any better, this guy's not going to tell me anything. You know what I mean? He gives you information. Take that information, go home, watch five videos about it, write notes, come back, ask for the next thing. You know, I took this guy's books. He gave me a book. I finished it within like six days and I brought it back and he's like, no way. People don't even usually bring the books back after months, you know? So he gave me three more, you know, like, so it's just, yeah, you, there's knowledge everywhere. Um, you just have to go find it and not just find it, but apply it. I love that because the gestures like you mentioned that you're doing is about like reading the book and taking what they're giving you and researching and applying it. It's pretty much you saying thank you and showing your appreciation through actions because we all know words are cheap talk, actions talks louder than words. And the important thing also is that say, even though he's talking about stuff and you're just watching videos, what happens is you start learning things more is your vocabulary starts to change. And someone who sees someone going from not knowing to knowing, and they see that, she's like, oh, you're starting to understand things because you're actually learning what I'm telling you. I see you're putting in that work. So if you come in at like month zero and by month six, you're talking the exact same and you're still using the same and you're not using any of the industry lingo, you didn't catch on. You're wasting that person's time. So they're definitely going to catch on to them. They're going to appreciate that. And it's the sort of thing where anybody at a position who has more information, they love to give back. But again, like you mentioned, their most valuable thing for them is time, not money. So they want to make sure that when they're giving their time to someone to give back, that it's worth the investment. It's going to someone who's going to appreciate it and make use of that. And that's what you're, that's what you're executing on, which is great. And that's something that I think people don't realize that a lot of people are actually doing out there. Like, it's not as bad as we'll say it is. Like, a lot of people are doing a lot of good things and are appreciative for the information coming down their way. Yeah, man. It's, it's been fun so far. Yeah. So what would you say within the whole journey you're in so far? What is the, what's one of the biggest struggles you've come across other than learning a whole new field and a whole new expertise? Uh, to be honest, there hasn't really been too many struggles in terms of struggles, you know? <laughs> I've struggled <clears throat> a lot in the past. Like I said, though, I think it's been a very peaceful start to this journey because I haven't told anybody about it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this. You know, like everybody, look, I haven't posted it anywhere. It's more like I'm just going home after work every day and then studying for six hours, you know, like every single night. And that was the difference with photography. Photography was hard to, to study. You know, there was some resistance there for some reason. I don't know, because I really like taking pictures, but it, it was hard to study all the. I don't, yeah, it was more like, dude, I just want to take pictures, you know. This one, I I just go home and I just start. I made a a course outline because you know I hate school. <laughs> I don't want to go to school for this. <laughs> I made a I made my own course outline of YouTube videos. There's a fashion design teacher on YouTube, and I just she has like 400 videos. So I created my own course outline of like 30 minute videos, and I just start plugging away. But it, it's been a really easy process so far. Um, I haven't physically made anything. I've just been gaining the knowledge. And yeah, so the struggle, there hasn't really been any real struggle yet, to be honest. 
and and it's and it's been easy to study that's the thing normally i hate studying you know as an athlete i, I hated sitting down and just doing like i don't know that's why pictures was nice because i could walk around take pictures it's fun you have friends now it's like i'm behind the computer like i but i just turn it on and time flies to be honest it's pretty pretty interesting yeah and that comes from finding something you're interested in like you're generally interested in and mm -hmm. i can recall like for myself like i never used to love reading books until i found a book that captured my interest now i'm i'm voracious on books i just love reading them back and back to <laughs> exactly. back and back that's the sort of thing because like when you're in school they're giving you books that you really don't care about it's what they want you to read because they have a curriculum set around it which is a whole system in and of itself that's very hard to change i get that but as a student who you're catering to learn to teach to you should find something that interests them to want to read and i think a great example would be just go to the library see what books these kids are pulling out and try to incorporate that in your curriculum but that's a whole different conversation but it's the sort of thing where you found a subject or a topic or a niche of information that you're curious about and now you're all in because it's it's interesting to you you're captivated by it you want to know more about it it's not being forced upon you and you see a purpose and a reason for having to learn these things instead of because I told you so. So I think that's a big, big thing. And it's something that I kind of wish everybody gets earlier on in life, but like you got to go through life to figure out what that thing is. When that thing comes, you're going to be all in. And it's like, that's where your motivation comes from is that you actually want to know more about this. You're actually curious. It's not just what you're supposed to do. It's what you want to do. Uh, I don't know if this counts as a struggle, but I thought it would be pretty interesting to talk about. Um, one thing I have noticed about myself, however, because I'm not, I don't know if why necessarily I have a, a, a reason why I think why, but I'm not posting on social media. I'm not having to reach out to as many different people networking as I was when I was a photographer and doing the other podcasts, things like that. I was always talking to people, going to events, things like that. I've really retracted recently and have just been putting in the work under, you know, like after work, I come home, do it. And I'm only talking to him and, you know, maybe one other friend. I don't feel as um, like conversation has been coming as easily anymore. Like I don't uh, feel quite as interested in deep diving in conversations with random strangers, which is very strange because I was really doing this a lot before and found a lot of happiness in doing this and found, you know, it was very interesting, but I really have retracted. And I don't know if that's just because I'm not networking as much or in having a conversation, even at work, it's harder for some reason. So that, you know, and I've been, I've been pretty aware about that. And it's not like, uh, I don't want to, <laughs> but it's just like that conversing has been a bit more of a struggle. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like any other skill conversation. And when you're not practicing it as much, it doesn't come as easy, but. Well, something I like, I, I, I could share on like, something I've experienced similarly is like, I found when I started focusing on just one particular thing and that's all I wanted to learn about and focus on. For me, it came down to like, this is going to sound harsh, but just it's the only way to explain it is if you're in about what I'm trying to learn right now, there's no point in me talking to you because I just want to, I realize I got to play catch up to get to a certain level I want to get to. And that means I need to consume this information 24 seven. And if you can't help me understand this information, there's not much communication that needs to be had. And this doesn't mean I don't care for you. I don't love you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to spend time. Like, I'll still hang out and spend time with you, but I understand that I'm playing catch up right now for the things I want to achieve and where I got to get to, I understand I could take my time, but I don't want to take my time. I want to be able to get this information as much as I can to get to a point where I can start working on these things. Instead of spending three years on theory, I want to up learn, find a way to apply right away, make those mistakes while I still can, 
and go about it. So I think that's what it is, is when you find that one mission, that one thing you want to focus on, that's all you care about. It's like when you meet that kid who just loves football, it's all he talks about, all he talks about is sports and football. Nothing else matters. Like, dude, there's part of the world. This is my life. You don't understand. This is all I care about right now. And there's the same thing for the kid who's into anime or that person who's into dance or person who's into making music. We all have that thing that we can become obsessive about. And it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing as long as you find some constructive or productive way to use that later on. And if you're not hurting relationships, but at the same time, it's the sort of thing where I believe, like you mentioned, you enjoyed communicating, you enjoyed networking, you build relationships and bonds with people that, and I like to believe to myself, I'm, I'm going to give my friends a benefit of the doubt and understand and believe that they love me and understand me to a point that they know that me being obsessive about something doesn't mean I don't care about them anymore. And so then when you come out of that obsessive mode and you have things figured out and like you can start like living life again and breathe because you're not deep diving, trying to get all the information, those relationships you've had will still be there. Yes, I am not that obsessive as I was like I was with football because I've learned that was one of the most serious things I learned from my football journey. I was fucking good. My bad for the language. I was really good, but I lost everything else because of it, you know? I lost relationships, many of them. I didn't have, I had friends, but they were very distant because, you know, I was training all the time. So that even, even though I'm very obsessive about it, I have learned, you know, if somebody asked me to hang out, go enjoy it, you know, because that was one of the biggest things with football was I was obsessive, dude. I would wake up, eat, breathe, sleep football. I'm not kidding. When I was eating, when I, before bed, I would watch film. I would wake up, watch film. Everything was football. And that is really good. You're going to be the best football player if you do that, but your other areas of life will lack because of it. I'm trying to live a lot more balanced life recently, and that has brought a lot of peace to my life as well. Yep. And that, that, could, that could also tie into the whole being a specialist versus a generalist. And like, that's, again, a whole different conversation. But if you want to be the best of the best, you got to be obsessive about it. Like, you got to be, it's the only thing that matters in life. And that's when we look at these athletes or artists or creators or teachers or anybody who's the best with you. It's like, we look at them in awe because yeah, they gave, they sacrificed a lot to get everything, there. Everything, everything. You got to yeah. ask yourself, like you said, am I willing to sacrifice this right now for this? No, it's not worth it. So I'm going to try to find a way to balance it. And if that means I'm going to take an extra year to get there, I'm okay with that. Which is a whole new me that I've never experienced this before because my entire life I've been that kid who's completely obsessive and that's why i've been successful in a lot of things i'm completely obsessive but now it's like okay well i can be obsessed with it i can still put six hours a day but they're going to be from 10 to 3 or you know what i mean like instead of all day and then go to bed 10 wake up at 5 and then still not see anybody for the whole rest of the day but yeah and that shows that shows a great sign of growth and self-awareness at the same time and like, again, that's not easy to do that. It could be easy to be like, oh, no, my way is the right way. Fuck everybody else, screw everybody else. And we don't understand. But it's like, no, like, I realize I got to value these relationships. I do value these relationships. I cherish them. I cherish everything else. I'm going to make a conscious decision to try to find a way to balance it. And that takes a good level of self-worth to do that. So kudos to you for being able to pull that off and not just go into old habits. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that, man. So when it comes to the whole fashion design and fashion industry, what what part of it do you love the most? Like, well, what's, is it a has you like keep feeling excited? Like every single time you open up your laptop or open a book or even talk about it. Uh, it really comes back to how the way clothes can make you feel. I think a lot of people don't know how to dress and it makes total sense. Nobody's ever really taught how to dress. They teach you, you know, wear basic things, but when you know, like how a 
piece of like a garment supposed to fit. And when you coordinate a whole outfit together, put it really well, man, you feel good. And a lot of people haven't had that. You know, it's it's a very I never had it before. So I hated shopping. You know what I mean? Every every most guys hate shopping. But you know what? There's guys that come in and say, oh, this happened the other day. He said, dude, I need three outfits and you only have 30 minutes. I have a meeting to get to. I styled three outfits for the guy. He hated shopping. He hated it so much. <laughs> and the stuff that he was, I was grabbing for him. He's like, no, I wouldn't wear that. I said, just wait, just wait, you know, let's put it on. He put it on. He's like, oh man, this is nice. You know, like I feel good in this. And I was like, dude, that's what I'm saying. You just got to let me like, you just let me show you. But like, that's really what really caught my eye. It just brought my confidence level to a whole nother degree. And that, that was and then the art behind it too is it's awesome, you know, to be able to design clothes in a artistic way is also really cool. But that was really the main thing that that is attracting me to it is you can take people's confidence to a whole nother without even saying a word. Just put these clothes on, you know, you're gonna feel good walking down the street. And that was really cool to me, you know. I like that. And I think it also ties into like the old football days, look good, play good, which exactly honestly, like Yes, it made sense, but some folks took it too far. Like, dude, you look good, but you're trash, dude. Like, <laughs> well, they didn't put the work in behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, look good, you play good. But I promise you, if my yeah, – dude, that is so real, though. If you're a high-level player and you look good, too, you feel way better stepping yeah. up and not on that field. The confidence yeah. is another level, you know? Like, it's just another little factor that you can – and if you can tailor your game that to that T, you know what I mean? Why not? 100%. Like, if you're the athlete and you got that work put behind you and you look good, you're on top. And it's like in fashion, like, exactly. someone could buy the most expensive clothes, but, like, it doesn't fit you. It doesn't look good. Like, you look terrible. What are you doing? Dude, I've seen a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. But... So, the with you, like, helping that guy get suited up and getting looking fresh to death, which pretty much ties into my next question, is where do you see the future of your project and your work going? Where do you want it to go? Uh, I know there will be clothing company in the future, you know, um, would like to be a designer. Well, I know I will be in the future. Um, but also this is one of those things where I'm kind of really enjoying just learning everything at the moment. I think with the photographer right away, I wanted to be like, dude, I'm going to be the shit, you know, and I want it now, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to be there now. And uh, this is one of those things that just kind of it's more like, man, you know what? I'm going to get really good in the next five years. Watch what I'll be in 10, you know, that it's it's such a different mentality that I've came in with. It. You know, it's really brought a lot of peace, which is, you know, and, and same thing with it's because anything I've ever done, I become so obsessive about it that I can be successful in the first year. I can be, you know what I mean? Because I'll put in the hours. Like I got sponsored in snowboarding in one year. That's sponsored. <laughs> you know, I started playing football again uh, when I turned 17. And then I was the best player right away on the field. Then I moved to college football. For, you know what I mean? It was just like, I've always been really good. At, but this time it was more like, dude, I'm going to be really good. I'm putting the same hours in. But watch what I'm going to do in five years. So now you're playing the long game. And I'm playing the long game. And when I look at that, that's, I find, I, I like to say playing the long game is a sign of maturity, but not maturity through age, maturity through experience. Cause the sort of thing where like, yeah, you could rush it now, but the more time you take, the more time you have to hone your craft. 
And like, I'm a big hip hop fan and every artist tells you you'll never have as much time as you had to make your first album. Cause that sets the standard. And then you're literally rushing to get every other piece of workout. So the fact you're enjoying this beginner phase, you're enjoying being in the white belt phase and learning something new and like being able to try things. And it's a good place to be because it's you putting that longer time frame also releases pressure on yourself. And like I had a conversation a few days ago talking with friends about high love setting up like 10, 15, 20 year goals. And one guy was like, dude, that would like freak me out like thinking about that far ahead. But I'm like, yes, it would freak you out thinking that far ahead. But when you zoom out even bigger, you realize 20 years is a lot of time for you to make mistakes and learn from and try things and kind of pivot and go through a little zigzag pattern to make the way to your goal. But the only way you could see that as being a lot of time is if you reverse engineer and backstep things where I was like, oh shit, from 20 years to 15, I can do this, 15 to 10, 10 to five, so on and so forth. It's a lot of time for you to grow and learn. And in that time, as long as you stay focused on that one particular thing, you're going to get better. Like you can't get worse over time. That's impossible. Like how you practice riding a bike every day and you're not, you're not getting better. Like you, you're going to learn how to ride a bike at some point. That's the thing. You got to keep practicing. <laughs> you got to keep practicing though. If you stand still, you will go backwards. <laughs> so it's, when I look at it that way, zooming out, like you mentioned, the difference was you said in photography, you're rushing me the best in the first year, but now you're taking your time. There's ease. Cause like, Oh, I got time. Like, I don't need to rush, which also gives you time to hang out with your friends, get more free time, be able to have a social life and find that balance. Yeah, I feel like overall, the quality of life that I have been giving is better. And also being at the, you know, just the whole journey is a lot more enjoyable. Yes. It's a lot more yes. enjoyable. <laughs> yes. It's a very peaceful thing, you know. Yeah, and like, dude, even if like you make it to 45, 50, and you change your mind, you still got plenty of time left. Dude, exactly. <laughs> time is our In friends. Everything. This, by the way, is a pretty recent thing. You know, Vancouver, I moved to Vancouver seven months ago. In the first three, four, five months, you know, I was taking pictures, and a lot of them had to do with fashion. You know, the clothing that was in it, I realized was a big thing. Um, and it just, life changes so fast like you can do a lot in one year you know like one year of time may not seem like a lot but if you're doing something every day to get better and you're talking to people dude there's a lot of opportunities that happen within one year i just saw my i just saw my uh stories the other day like my from last year i was at in university still you know <laughs> that's a long yeah. way to come and it's you just look at it this way that's just one year like you mentioned but you keep putting that focus and allowing yourself that time to just kind of grow make mistakes and enjoy the process time's gonna fly and like you're gonna look back like i'm already here like, but hold on exactly. wait what? right one year ago when i was playing football this that season i couldn't even think about life without football yeah couldn't even conceive it like you know it was there was no you know at that point it was still like oh man well, one day you're going to have to retire, but yeah, I'll coach or something, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden COVID hit, you had time to sit back and think like, oh man, yeah, that, that COVID changed my life completely. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it did for many people. And I know such with athletes, it's hard when they stop playing their sport because like that's been your identity for so long. And it's tough to disassociate from that identity and create a new one when you've had your whole life planned out in your head based on that one identity. So that's definitely a challenge. And the fact we're able to bounce back within a year. And like you mentioned, I think COVID did help because it kind of forced like, well, I can't play this. So like, let me think about life now and what I want to do next. And I think that was a big part. And you took COVID and you 
took it to your advantage and you made some the best out of it. Dude, it, it blessed me as much as there's a lot of negativity that comes along with COVID. It really blessed my life. I never once before, you know, normally I had to go to the gym at eight or, or 11 every single morning. I never had a time to think. <laughs> what do you mean? I had to watch, I had to watch film. And then in the morning I had to go to the gym. Essentially you were a soldier. Me, yeah, I was. It, I was completely disciplined to all of those responsibilities. And when it, it was like, wait a minute, I don't have school. I don't have practice. I don't have to go to the gym. What the hell am I going to do? And I didn't have Wi-Fi at my crib. <laughs> Oh, and I was in the country, dude. I was out with living with my grandma. So I had uh, no data on my phone either. Dude, I had a lot of, dude, my life has changed entirely in one year. <laughs> it was a lot of time. That's huge. That is huge. I tip my house. To not have Wi-Fi in 2020 and 2021, that's like, that should be the new thing of Maslow's hierarchy needs, Wi-Fi. Dude, <laughs> dude it was crazy. It was crazy. That's that nuts. So and I'm, ironically, at that time, I didn't know. But you know what? There was a huge shed of clothing in there. And what I was doing is I went through all the clothing all the time. And I pulled the best pieces and I started selling them, <laughs> started selling them. And then I started sewing. I ordered patches and started sewing on patches to the clothing. I had to teach myself how to sew. It was awful. Which isn't, it's not that hard when it's, once you figure it out. Like, it's really not that hard. <laughs> yeah. But then, then I was sewing patches on the clothes. And then when stuff started to open up again, I was taking those clothes and then styling the people that I was shooting with those clothes, taking the pictures in them and then selling the clothes with the pictures. This guy <laughs> keeping everything in house. I like that. Yeah, it was fun, dude. I like that. So when you're not working on the project like you are now and you're not doing your 10 to 3 a.m. study learning session, what type of things do you enjoy doing for fun? Uh, I really enjoy being in the moment recently. That is, that is, no matter what I'm doing, I always tell myself, you are exactly where you need to be at this point in the journey. Whether that takes me, somebody asking to hang out, sure, man, let's hang out, you know, let's see where that takes us. Because before I was, like you said, a soldier, there was no time to, but like I am deliberately enjoying all the moments. If I decide to hit snooze for 30 minutes, I am happy to hit snooze <laughs> and enjoy it instead of feeling guilty about it you know i used to really feel guilty about that but i'm like no if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna enjoy it and i'm gonna wake up and then and really enjoy drinking my coffee i don't look at my phone for the first 30 minutes of the day excellent then i journal i watch a success-oriented video read just be happy with you know like just really enjoy being in the moment and i used to say these things but this is a whole another level it finally clicked you know that's true that is very very true and it's the sort of thing that's definitely challenging for a lot of us because we're always thinking about what's next. Like I know for myself, I'm constantly thinking about what's next. And one thing I could definitely say that in hearing you say this, that I've seen a great, like I said, I've seen a change in your thought process and growth. And months ago, you were more focused on like times set up, everything being disciplined by the hour, very soldier-like, like you mentioned. And to hear you now talk about more being in a flowy state, driving the waves, just letting things happen. What I, I can already sense what you're feeling. Like I'm gonna let I'm gonna say it for you, but it's definitely what you're feeling now compared to before is more sense of freedom. Yeah, definitely a lot more sense of freedom. You're not bound by time, you're not chained by appointments, you're free and it allows you a sense to be just just flow. Like you could change your mind on things and be be okay with that. As long as I know you know what I know I'm moving forward regardless. You know, like get those daily habits out the way and then 
the problem is I always wanted more. I always wanted more. Even if I, you know, did my daily habits, I was like, oh, but you didn't do this. You didn't get that done, you know? So you just put yourself in like a negative mindset. And it's as much as you want to be great, if you do that, you're going to constantly battle with yourself and you're never going to enjoy anything. You don't enjoy it, you know? Like you have to enjoy the process. That's the thing. I always hear enjoy the process, enjoy the process. Okay, yeah, but you know what? I'm not successful yet. I'll enjoy it when I get there, you know, when I have money coming in. Like, nah, you just really have to step back and enjoy the process. I called my friend the other day and he's like, it had been the first time I'd seen him for like a month on FaceTime. And he used to call this dude every single night. We would talk to each other and talk about where we failed that day, where, where we grew, whatever, it's what's happening. He goes, bro, what, what's going on? You seem really peaceful. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, that's a good place to be, man. That is a mm-hmm. good place to be. And it's like you mentioned, because like you're not constantly wanting more, wanting more. It's like, yeah, you may want more in the future, but at the start of things, things are so like, when you're building a, a snowman, you're rolling up that ball. The first few like rolls is like, nothing as much is happening. It's very, like the ball is very small, but as time goes, that ball gets exponentially bigger. And it's like, if you're like, I'm not going to say running because we're human, but like, it's like a car, like at the first few, I'm not going to use car because I just seen the video of the Tesla Roach with crazy acceleration. So that example doesn't work no more. <laughs> but essentially the start of things, you have no momentum, you have zero momentum, but as you start picking it up, momentum builds. And that's when you're going to start getting that speed. But the important thing in that is you got to make sure that that beginning phase, like you said, is that you're more present. You're more enjoying the process. You're in the moment because what you're going to do in that moment at the start, while well, before that momentum get builds, is you're going to make these mistakes. You're going to learn what does and what doesn't work. So once momentum is picked up and you're going full speed, you're going to be able to control that speed and navigate yourself through things and through any challenges that comes your way. When you rush to that speed, you don't know how to navigate. And that's how people get, that's how people crash and burn. Yeah, man crashed and burned a lot go through a lot of burnout phases and then you got to take yourself out of the rut and you got to get back into it and then you go and then you burn out again but yeah but you have to learn you have to go through those phases to end up figuring it out yeah you know what i mean and and that's for the thing like it's it's that's why i love like i love this quote experience comes with my bad wisdom (laughs) oh yeah it's coming to the end of the day over here wisdom comes with experience and not age because you could be old and just been doing the exact same thing over and over again and not trying to learn and do more but the more you try to experience the more you're gonna have failures but the more you're gonna have opportunities to learn and granted if you're open to learning them you will have those opportunities to learn and you're gonna grow and become exponentially better than you were like a year ago six months ago five years ago so now we're gonna dive into the lightning round so lightning round is real simple I'm going to ask you style of questions that are this or that. Don't think too much. Just comes out. Give the answer that comes out first. All right. TV shows or movies? TV shows. Perfect teeth or perfect hair? Perfect teeth. Truth or dare? Dare. Credit card or cash? Credit card. What's most important in a partner? Intelligence or funny? Intelligence. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. You inherit your own island and build your own society. What is the first rule or law you put into place? Everyone has to watch a positive video at the start of their day. It can just be 10 minutes. It just has to be something positive. Watch the bricks. Watch the dominoes fall, my friend. We'll be a, a nice society. <laughs> 
watch them. Both. I love that. And to go in the complete opposite end of this nice society, final one here is the zombie apocalypse is among us. What are your wep- What weapon are you carrying? A samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> Can't run out of ammo, dude. <laughs> Keep that thing sharp. Make sure it's a nice three, four feet long. Yeah, yeah. Keep that distance. I like that. Awesome. So the one question I have to, I love to ask at my guests at the end of the episodes is if you could have any dinner get dinner guest, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Dude, I'm gonna have to say Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. You know what? I have been researching him recently a lot. Um my uncle is a genius. He's younger than me, two years younger than me, but this kid is so smart. Like in grade five, he passed the SAT and he could have been accepted to Yale in that, at that, this kid was so smart. Okay. And you know, like four or five years ago, I remember him telling me about Nikola Tesla, but at the time I didn't give a damn. I just wanted to ball. So, you know, and it wasn't, I just wanted to play ball. So I didn't pay attention. And then I saw a video the other day about Nikola Tesla. And I started watching it and then I found out 80% of the technology we use today was, and he invented it, 80% of it. You know, what? have you ever heard of Nikola Tesla in school? No, nobody teaches you about Nikola Tesla. Thomas Edison didn't even invent the light bulb. He bought the, pat- he bought the patent from Tesla. And you know what I mean? But there, and this guy died poor, by the way. He died penniless. And he was so selfless. He was selfless. He was creating this technology to, uh, for the betterment of mankind. And he even sold so many patents to one guy, one of his friends, so he could keep his company alive that he was helping, you know? So he really sold off all of his wealth. He would have he had like, what, I think it was like $300 billion if he kept all of the money and he sold it off to him for like $300,000 for the Jeez. rest of his life. Yeah. And it was so... so this guy was just a genius, you know, and by the way, all of his inventions were never like, uh, you know, he, did, he wasn't really testing them out. He was creating everything from his mind, running through all the scenarios and inventing them that way and coming up with the, pa- it was, it's insane. See, when you start well, you're telling about me this guy's like the Jay-Z of inventions <laughs> all in his head and yeah. then puts it out? Yeah, all <laughs> in his head figures it out and then says it i'm telling you watch watch some videos on this guy it's actually insane but you know you know he was good shit because uh the government doesn't want you knowing about him (laughs) if they're not teaching him if they're not teaching you know what that's just like doing your taxes financial literacy it's just another one of those things you know if you learned about this guy you would become too valuable you know what i mean like it was it's just another one of those things and the I like more that. I started listening to him and I was like, wow, what is this, man? And he was, he's, he's brilliant. But I just kind of want to know what the hell was going on with him, man. He was, yeah, yeah, he's really interesting. No, I like that. I like that. Well, Wes, appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for the invite. To all the listeners, stay tuned for the next episode. Peace. Peace. Oh, yeah. Before I forget... If you enjoy this, take the time to send a message to a friend and let them know that you appreciate them and that you're thankful and grateful for having them in your life. Because for all you know, that little message you send them may make a huge difference in their day. So yeah, take that small step. Peace out.